All right, Legends Franchise League. Once again, Kamish here on another episode of Legends Radio. I've got uh, Grant Kinzer, owner of, gosh, what is his even name anymore? Michelob Ultra, for now. Michelob Ultra, that's correct. Yeah, okay. So we've got Michelob Ultra, owner, Grant Kinzer, on episode two. Uh, so we're going to jump right in. Grant, what's up? What up? Fellas, good evening to everyone. It's evening right now. It may not be when you listen to this, but it's currently evening. So that's what I'm saying. Good evening to the league. Oh, dude. Podcasting pro move right there. You know what yes. doing. Okay. So, Grant, you've been in the league for – you were in the inaugural season? You and Kyle? Yeah. Okay. So, 2014. Yeah. So, let's let's talk about you a little bit. You, you know Kyle, obviously. So Yeah, I know Kyle. I know Kyle pretty well. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit, yeah, just a touch. Um, Not as well as some of the guys in the league like to insinuate, but I do know him uh, pretty well. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, so if if some some listeners here are like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, if you didn't know, Kyle and Grant are twins. But we've never made love. Never, ever made love, never will, right? Both married. No, correct, right. right. Okay. Maybe in another life, but not this one. Probably not even then. Okay, that's good enough. Let's right. just say never, not not in this life or any other. Just okay. want to so kind that, of leave it at that. That's been established. It's it's been recorded, so we can move forward. Um, so do you know you don't know anyone else in the league? Just just kind of through playing together a little bit. That's about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but Kyle's the only guy I know. Um, haven't yeah. Everyone else is, is strictly through our interactions in the league. Yeah. Like, hey, trade me that running back. No, okay, thanks. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? You and Kyle. What's the story there? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm 36. I'm a Oklahoma native. Um, grew up here. Um, went to college in Texas. Um, started college in 2002. That's probably around the time some of the people in the league were born. Um, oh, yeah. So, but moved to Texas in 2002. Um, did an undergraduate degree there in religious studies. Um, moved to uh, stayed in Texas till like 2009. Moved to Denver at that time. Uh, started my master's in counseling. Um, started practicing as a therapist in 2010, 2011. Um, did that until we we moved back to Oklahoma City in 2016. The end of that, I continued working as a therapist until 2018, um, and then I started nursing school. Did a, a rapid nursing uh, program. Uh, practicing now as an RN. Have my therapy license still, but not practicing. Um, kind of in a career transition, um, working towards uh, ultimately towards a. Masters in nursing, I'll do, I'll do psych nurse practitioner, so kind of bridge the two careers together between nursing and mental health. But um, got uh, married in uh, 2006, happily married, two kids, got a six-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son, Sam and Lucy. Right. They are hilarious. Um, and that is the that is Grant Kinzer in a nutshell. Okay, so we're up to date. Uh-huh. Okay, so I got a question. So. The world is in turmoil right now. Yes, and I'm carrying it on my shoulders. I'm a critical care nurse. I am on the front line. I am a hero. So how many lives have you saved? Like that I – Like triple digits? Confirmed saves or probably? I mean, they're probably going to make it, right? So you can give them, you know, you you can fluff your numbers if you want. Let's let's say – let's just say a lot. A lot. Yeah, let's say a lot, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. So, I don't know if we have any other medical. We do. Cameron Chapel. Cameron, yeah, yeah, Cameron's in a similar boat as me. He, he didn't do psych before, but he was a nurse who's now transitioned to psych MP. Okay. So he he's very similar trajectory, a little further along than I am. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone else is listening and you're like, "Hey, you're having me," sorry, it's a big league. Um, so tell us noobs, who I mean, this is maybe a little more serious, but we're just kind of listening to stuff on the news, uh, stuff rumors are getting around, our friends and stuff like. Like we don't talk about this all night, but what is it like, like literally on the front lines? I mean, what can you tell us that maybe we're, I'm not getting from 
Well, you know, it's, it's hard to say um, because things change so quickly and we like even being in direct care, I still have like a, a very small picture of what's happening on a large scale regarding this virus. So like if I, you know, I go to work and I have two patients and um, like, right, I'm not treating anybody um, who is COVID positive or even COVID presumptive right now. At my hospital, we've got five ICUs. One of them is for COVID positive patients. One of them is for uh, people pending results. And then the other three are taking on medicine patients to kind of offset the um, sudden unavailability of beds in the COVID unit. So um, right now, I, you know, I've got patients who presumably don't, they're not presenting with enough symptoms to warrant, you know, being pending a test or haven't been tested positive. It's a little tricky because up until like the last 48 hours, there's really been like a dearth of even tests available. So people may have symptoms um, of the virus, but if they're not causing enough uh, like problems for them, like basically if they're not in respiratory distress, they're probably not going to get tested. So it's really hard to know kind of the yeah. scope or the impact of the virus because we, we haven't really been testing people until it's obviously a problem. So, uh -huh. but in the hospital, it's, just, it's kind of eerie. Um, it's just, there's just been a lot of day-to-day -day changes and it hasn't been like really, like we haven't had just like a flood of people come in that's been unmanageable, but it's always kind of like looming, like that could happen and everyone's kind of had their, their daily routine uh -huh. change because we're accommodating all these bed changes. So it's, it's just a little, it's like just kind of weird at the hospital. Everyone's kind of doing something they're not used to with being like, I'm a neuro specialist. So I work in neurocritical care. Um, neuroscience is our specialty. So, but we're not taking care of neuro patients right now. We're taking right. care of patients because wow. the medical ICUs have COVID patients. So uh -huh. I don't know. It's just kind of a nutty time. There is, I mean, I shouldn't say there hasn't been a flood of people. There has been a very large increase of patients coming in uh, needing respiratory support. Uh -huh. um, so there, there actually, there's been a ton of people. It's, it's uh, people of all different ages. I, last I checked, like I think 60% of our critical care patients were like people who are my age or, or within 10 years of my um, so it's not just elderly like we'd initially reported. That could be that it is primarily affecting the elderly people, but they're dying before they even get to the hospital. So we're, you know, we're yeah. treating people in critical care who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s because they're actually surviving long enough to get there. Yeah. Um, bottom line is it, it is very serious. It, it's a, uh, it's what we're trying to do socially is not necessarily mitigate the effect of the virus, but to make sure that not too many people have it at one time so that we can treat everybody. Yeah, flatten I mean, the curve, right? Right, yeah. We, we just want to have that. enough, you know, ventilators and enough nurses and enough RTs available so that when people get it, they can come to the hospital and someone can take care of them. Yeah. If everyone gets it at the same time, obviously, like, just like, you know, how they're, everyone wants to get toilet paper at the same time, then there wasn't enough toilet paper. That's a bummer with toilet paper, um, but it's an even bigger bummer when it's like a ventilator and it's yeah. <laughs> to like make you breathe. So Okay, that is good info. Okay. Yeah, do, have, have the cases just been spiking? I mean, we've, we've seen no plateau yet, or, or we're not going down the hill yet. I mean, have you seen um, anything positive? They're expecting it to peak uh, late April. Like, oh, we're, we're expecting okay. a peak, like, around April 20th, I think, is when we should kind of get over the hump and the number of cases should start declining. Um, the, the number of cases is kind of tricky because, like, like I mentioned before, we don't really have good testing available until just recently. So there's been a lot of people who have died with, like, pending results, and so those numbers aren't in there. And there's just a lot of people who are, more importantly, who are just sick, like the disease burden on the health system it's probably a lot higher. Like we say, we have X number of cases, but the reality is it's probably many, many more oh, than that. Yeah. If a lot of people aren't tested. So we all kind of, those are the things we hear. I guess I'm just saying that that's all basically true. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, I think about like, I had a coworker who was, you know, quotation sick, you know, a, a couple of weeks before this happened and she's young and healthy and she recovered like, but she never got tested. Like, we don't know. Maybe she had it and she recovered and she was fine. And, like, I just think about so many healthy young people that might have just thought they had a cold and then, you know, they passed it to hundreds of other people. They have no idea. You know, it's just kind of like right. from a movie. It's weird. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that very possibly could be the case where these people are, are just minimally symptomatic, and are, but they're spreading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, that's the reality that we all just kind of, I don't know, like what we have to do in America is we just kind of have to assume that. I think other, what I've, from what I've read, the little bit I've read, there's like a million things you can read, so who knows sure. what to think. But seeming reliable sources is that countries that got ahead of it really quickly were countries that, um, tested really, really aggressively, and instead of yeah. doing like a general, everyone should self-isolate and self-quarantine. They did a lot of like, oh, you're positive, like you're going to quarantine, yeah. and they were able to really follow a, a pretty strict and exact trail of These guards are going to take effective. you to a room and then not let you out for a couple of weeks. May I mean yeah, something along yeah. those lines where people they but they really did isolate affected people so that they could you know stop the spread more effectively rather than just kind of leaving it up to the honor system of people not not going out of their house, not Don't traveling. Don't go to that so. spring break party you had planned for four months or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so biggest question, most important. Will this affect football season? Say that one more time. Are we still going to get football season on time? Uh, oh, God, I don't know. I, yeah, I think so. I think we will. I mean, they got to practice and stuff in the summer. Do you think any of that will be affected? Maybe oh, maybe? boy. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're going to find a way. I think, I think we, we might have, like, a, a lower quality product, but I, I bet we see football. We, we'll have a pro season. Yeah. Okay. Too much money out there. They're just, you know, right. they'll do without fans or something. I don't go to games anyway. I just watch them from home. But. Um, okay. Yeah. So, football. Uh, yeah. How long have you been playing fantasy football? I started playing fantasy in 2000 and either either 2004 or 2005. Okay, four or five. So I remember that's about when I started. I graduated high school in 06. And gosh, that's just like, I want to say that's like the peak of the Patriots dynasty, but that's just been my whole life. So, I mean, that doesn't matter. Honestly, down, I, really. I didn't follow football at all at the time, and I, I played because I followed college football, but not pro. I didn't follow pro football at all. And um, I remember Michael Vick, I took him in the first round, and I think it was a bad pick, but it would have been last time Michael Vick was good enough to be picked in the first round. Like Was that Eagles so, Vick? No, no, that was Falcons. Okay, that was pre-dog yeah. jail time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. He had a he had a good Eagles season, I think, in there too. Uh, I won so, a, I won a championship with him with the Eagles. Oh, um, yeah. So he he did have one good, but it was like I got him off waivers, I think, and, uh-huh. and him and Deshaun Jackson, I had them both, and oh, we just, we just killed people. Was that like one year yeah, that they kept hooking up like eighty year. yard bombs over and over again? Oh yeah, that's a good memory. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, you played redraft leagues. We started this dynasty league together, our group, 2014. I be, I know it was my first time ever doing dynasty. Was that your first dynasty league as well? Yeah. Yeah. This is my first dynasty league. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's been six seasons. Have you joined any other dynasty leagues? I have not. I, I'm actually divesting myself of all fantasy football except this league. So I'm oh, this, this is the only league. This is all your eggs are in this basket. Yeah, I quit this as of last season. Last season, this was I didn't do any redraft. Not only did this week. Awesome. Okay. I've got. Uh, let's see here. I've got. I don't know if you heard. I did this with Tanner. Uh, I've got some of your previous season records. I think they're all the same. They're all very close. Yeah. <laughs> they're all with like within a game or two. Um, so we started in 14 on CBS. I unfortunately do not have any of those statistics. And, and then 2015, you can actually look at this on the site, but it's like really I, – I know it's, it's wrong. There's some errors or something. I don't know if the data got corrupted from then or something. It actually shows your team as going 25-0. and 0. And yeah, I saw that. I checked on that like a month ago. I was like, oh, I know that's not right. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, well, there's also some guys that, like, they didn't even play 25 games. They're, like, 9-4. and four. I'm like, okay, that's something's wrong there. So I, I don't know what happened that season, but I, I can go back to 2016. And in 2016, you were 7-18. and 18. Okay. Uh-huh. 
the next season you you lost the game. You're six and nineteen, but then a little bit more progress. Nine and sixteen. So and I didn't oh, really? check these. That well, was I'm almost double digits games that almost. Okay. <laughs> so I'm. Okay. I didn't check if you made the lotto any of those years. But those are probably all consolation teams. I had uh, I had I think one lotto year in there. Whenever I took Sterling Shepard third overall, but oh, actually. Yeah. That's I might have amazing. traded into that pick. Now that I think okay. about it, I, you know, I did. I, I traded into that pick. So yeah, I, okay. I, I think actually, I think work, whenever I took Sonny, I think it was my first Lotto pick. That, that based on record. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So in 2019, this past season, uh, bottomed out at four and 21, but yeah. you made the Lotto, and you got pick four. So, you actually moved pick four. I'm looking at transactions yeah, for this that's right. season. So, before we get into your roster, because your roster is pretty different now, mm-hmm. coming off from 421 season, uh, you cashed in your lotto pick and Kyler Murray, who was your first round pick the year prior in yeah. 2018. Okay. So, it was I got it here. Murray and one oh four for Derek Carr, Carry on Johnson, and Tyreek Hill. That was that was about a month ago, a month and a half ago. I'm looking here. Yeah. So how were those what's the word? Uh negotiations. Did you send this offer? Did it get sent to you? Did you talk about it for a few days? Josh sent that? it to me. I don't think he had Josh sent it to me, and I didn't spend a lot of time. I felt pretty good about it. I mean, this year is going to be a, a really a, – a very, very good draft for anybody who's got a, a first-round pick. Uh-huh. Um, but Tyreek, I feel like, is still probably more of a sure thing than – I know his behavior – like, he's always got the threat of, like, being lost to off-field issues. Um, but I felt like he was – as good. I just, I, there's been so many like top picks have just been not good at all is yeah. the deal. So I'd rather be safe than sorry and not put all my eggs in the, in the lottery pig basket. I mean, Sonny Michelle was, you know, a, a great looking prospect and he's been like below average. Yeah. Um, yeah. First rounder. So yeah, it just feels like a bigger gamble. I mean, carry on showed a lot of promise. I feel like out of the deal, I, you know, I lost Kyler, um, in a one quarterback league, so I don't feel terrible about uh-huh. that. He'll probably be very dynamic, but there's a possibility he's not, and it's a one quarterback league. Um, and I got, I, I, I think likely, more likely than not, for, not for sure, but more likely than not, two starters, like two quality starters out of it. Um, so I felt okay about that. I mean, yeah. Okay. So this is 2020 a season you're pushing the chips in for a playoff run. I mean, that just feels like someone who makes a move for two quality starters. You might even start Derek Carr. I'm uh, just trying to be competitive. That's yeah. all I want to do. <laughs> I yeah. just want to, I just want to be a team that's not just a, like a check mark as a win, you know, and it's <laughs> tough because we're in a good division. You and I are in the same division and it's, it's a pretty solid division. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, and, this is the inner division trade as well. Josh and Greg, the uh, yeah. Pony Express, they're in our division. So, yeah, two guys run a team together. That actually happens in our league. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk to those guys later, and I and I can't wait to hear, like, how they go about, you know, or is one guy your trade guy, the other guy is your lineup guy? What's the deal there? I, I've never run I'm a team. I'm pretty sure it's all, just, it's all figured out kind of on the whim during pillow talk. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost positive just, that's how they do. They're just passing favors back and forth. Right. Know, different things like I'll draft your guy if you do this or that. Yeah. Like whoever gives the shoulder rub that week is the one who gets to make the decisions on the team. You know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah we're, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to figure this out. I need to know these details now. Um, okay. So uh, the NFL's had a bunch of news, even despite like everything that's going on with the virus and stuff. They've still made free agency moves, uh, everything started on time. There's been a bunch of movement, actually. Um, 
Have you been following along just kind of passively? A little or? bit, not a ton. Honestly, I mean, I've been so busy with work. I mean, I, I took, I worked six days this last week and I mean, I've, I've been like crazy busy at work We're everyone's short. So I haven't been as attentive to step outside of work, um, but I've, I've caught a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just skimming your roster. I'm trying to see if, if any of these moves have changed some. Okay, so you picked up Tyrod Taylor. We'll just jump into yeah. quarterbacks for now. So Tyrod Taylor is, as of right now, the Chargers' starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that's a big move. Philip Rivers moves on after I don't know, like a hundred years there uh, in San Diego slash LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, two QB league. Uh, I mean, one QB starting. You you can only hold two QB. So. You've got quite a few guys here. Now, Mason Rudolph's on the taxi squad, so he doesn't necessarily have to be moved. But you acquired Derek Carr. You picked up Drew Locke last year. You picked up Garter Minshew, so two rookies that started multiple games and as of now are the presumptive starters for their teams going into this season. Uh, I don't think that's going to change. Jacksonville traded Nick Foles. So they're all in on Minshew magic. Uh-huh. Um, tell me about some of these guys. Like you're, you've got a quarterback room, Sands, Kyler Murray. You made the deal to beef up your other positions. Do you have a starter in this group, or are you just going to wait and see? Uh, do you plan on moving some of them, or just kind of dropping the ones that that don't make the cut? I'll I'll try to move them. I, I think well, I, all four of them. I think I have at least the potential for some value. Um, Tyrod Taylor, I don't know if there will be any market for him. He's maybe a guy who gets traded for fab or like a packaged up with another deal. Uh Um, I mean, you know, he's a guy who seems like he should be good. He's a quality veteran, but like he just hasn't ever really been (laughs) that good. So he may end up getting cut, uh, just dropped. Um, I would ideally like, I can move forward with the two young guys, and one of them pans out, you know. So, I don't know. So, somebody will hopefully trade off a couple of them, though, or, or one of them, one of the young guys, develops some value. But it'll be hard because i got to trim down to two before the start of the season, and, and probably none of these guys really have a lot of value until they actually do something during the season. So, it'll, it'll be kind of figuring out who's right. going to have the, the, the highest likelihood of developing value um, during season and hanging on to them. Yep, yep. Takes two to tango, so you'll there's just got to be another team out there that would like a quarterback or has a spot for a quarterback. Um, so, uh, yep, yep. So you've got some options there for sure. Uh, let's go to running back. So you, you added on Johnson. Uh, before he got hurt, he was going for – I mean, I, we did a, a – I did my startup draft last year not start up my redraft leagues, you know, and carry on Johnson was like second round pick in some leagues, third round pick. I mean, he was supposed to be like a bell cow starting running back and he was until he got hurt. So, um, if he's healthy, uh, I like that guy for the season. You're going to start him probably every week. Um, we talked a little bit about Sony Michelle, or at least when you required him, um, he's had two seasons in the league. So he's actually only going into his third season. It just seems like he's been around forever. Um, and then you've got some, you know, some guys there in the middle. Um, you know, Theo Riddick spent the year on IR. Um, Naheem Hines flashed as a rookie. Uh, he's only going, I think, his third year as well. And then you've got Alexander Madison on the taxi squad. Um, so what do you like about your running back group? Are you trying to add to them? Uh, are you worried about some of them? Um, I mean, I, I like, I like to carry on and Sonny. I'm hoping Sonny with, with Brady gone, will will go to like more of a focused, uh, running game and kind of consolidate their efforts with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like he didn't, he had not an incredibly productive year by any measures, but also they, they were missing some key guys on the offensive line for a lot of the season and just kind of the way I think they game plan to accommodate Brady just kind of left Sonny odd man out but 
I mean, just like eyeball test, when you see him and he runs, like he, he runs like a wild animal. Um, I think he's a guy who can be really productive in in a scheme that favors him. I just don't think they really did that in New England. I, I drafted him kind of with the expectation that Brady would be phasing out soon and they would be doing something more traditional with their running back game and not, not relying so much on guys um, that just Brady is really comfortable with or likes. So, um, I feel, I mean, I feel pretty good about those two. I, I, it's not like, it's not like a power team, but I think they can be a solid base. Naheem Hines, I was hoping he would be like a, you know, another Giovanni Bernard type who would catch a lot of balls yeah. and have a lot of value as a receiver and a third down back. He just, for whatever reason, like I just don't, I don't it doesn't look like that's probably going to happen with him. Um, so I don't know that he's, he's, he's on the block for sure. Uh-huh. Um, and then Alexander Madison, I am very excited about, I think he's another guy. I mean, he is like, he is just one injury away from being like a, a solid starter. We just, we really need yeah. Dalvin to go down and cook yeah. got really, uh, significant injury history, so like it's That's right. you know it's not unrealistic. So I, I mean I hate that for Dalvin Cook. He, he's a great player. He's fun to watch. But I saw Madison there. I got him really late in the second round, and all the reports on him were like this guy is starter ready. He's just behind a guy who's really good. Yeah. Um, and he he did well in the in the limited carries he got. He was you know he's good. Um, yeah, Cook missed. So a he's a guy who I hope you know he either gets traded to a team as a starter or Cook goes down with an injury and then he's uh, all of a sudden a, a top-tier player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're always one play away. Uh, what do you think about Naheem Hines' potential with Phillip Rivers as their quarterback? Like, I immediately like thought, Sproul. okay. Back in the day, he could be like a Sproles 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even like this past season, Austin Eckler came out of nowhere and was like an yeah. RB1. Uh, I wonder with just if that's if that's just specific to those players because those players are good, or is it kind of a Philip Rivers thing? He just likes to check down to his running backs. I mean, I don't. It's have probably a, a little of both. Those are good uh-huh. players, and Philip Rivers, you know, maybe is just comfortable with guys like that. I, I think Naheem Hines might just not be that good, though. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah, part of the deal. Also, he, he might just actually not be that good. He's got like pretty serious fumbling problems, um, and he he just may not be good. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about receivers. Uh, I'm just going to reel them off here, and you just kind of jump on one, and we'll go from there. But um, So you had the, the Packers receivers last year, Geronimo Allison, Marquez Val, Valdez-Scantling, uh, Michael Gallup, who was on the taxi, and you called him up, uh, Rashard Higgins with the Browns. I don't even know if he's still with the Browns. Uh, I'd have to he did up in their doghouse. He's a guy who I thought was going to have had the potential for like a breakout year last year. Yeah, uh, he ended up in their doghouse, and because he's a you know he's a I think a Boletnikov winner, um, oh, or if okay. not a yeah. finalist. Uh, he was he was at Colorado State, and he was really productive in college, and he had flashes early, early on, but he just. You know, he's a guy that I'm, like, hoping gets traded because I think getting away from the Browns, he could be – I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one anywhere, but he could be, like, a really productive wide receiver two for another team. He just needs to find the right spot. Um, he's super talented. Yeah. Um, he's just – you know, he plays for the Browns. That's not a that's not well, a situation for You know, anyone. and then we thought we, – we all kind of were eating the – the Browns cookies, drinking the Browns Kool-Aid before the season. And then it yeah. turns out that uh, Baker Mayfield was literally eating cookies and drinking Kool-Aid yeah, yeah. instead of, like, <laughs> practicing football. Yeah. yeah, doing commercials for uh, for Chips Ahoy or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, all these guys disappointed. So um, they're tied in. What was his name? Whom, I, whom I'm, I'm blanking on. Njoku? Yeah, Njoku was, was, like, the next Antonio Gates. No, it didn't happen. So... Then he, he, like, landed on his neck after jumping, like, 10 feet in the air. Yeah, yeah. He was dunking on the, the crossbar of the field goal and just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, they, so we'll see with new coaching staff and, you know, if they can get that talent to to actually produce on the field. Um, 
So we got uh, obviously Tyreek Hill. We talked a little bit about him. Uh, just had a Super Bowl season with a fantastic young quarterback who's not going anywhere. Tyreek Hill locked up a long-term deal before the season. He's not going anywhere. So you've got you know a top five dynasty receiver in his prime with one of the best young quarterbacks we've ever seen. Um. So I feel obviously uh, I feel really good about Tyreek. That's a solid player. He's an every every week starter. Michael Gallup is another. I think this could this could be a big year for him. Um, he's another guy who's got a ton of potential. They did sign Cooper to a I think a long term deal, but I think Gallup is a guy. He probably is best when he has another even better receiver across from him. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have to deal with the number one corner. So he, he's a guy who I think has a lot of potential. After that, it's a lot of flyers. I mean, Sterling Shepard can't stay healthy. He was pretty good when he was healthy, but he's been really hit or miss, and he's exiting his prime. Um, MSV or MVS, I, I should have probably traded him, like, after his, like, first huge game because yeah. he's basically he's pretty much trash. He got his chance to be the one with uh, Devontae Adams injured a lot of last year and he just is not, he's not that guy. So, um, really both of the, both of the Packers receivers have been a bust. Um, so, I mean, after, after Gallup and, uh, Hill, I've got, I've mostly got flyers on here between the Packers guys, hoping Shepard maybe has something left in the tank. Uh, they got a new quarterback last year, Daniel Jones. Eli's moved on. He's retired. Uh, he was benched, I don't know, like week three, week four or something. Um, Sterling Shepard, he started the season off, I'm looking at his stats. Week three, he had 23 points. Week four, he had seven, seven receptions, 75 yards, and, and a touchdown. Uh, and then he was hurt for like six games. He came yeah, back. concussion. He got concussions. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, man, once you – I think he got two concussions. So that's like, ugh. That's yeah. hard to bounce back from because because they – it's like a hair trigger on them sitting you at that point. Like he, he's really got to prove it that he's healthy after that. Uh-huh. Well, hopefully this offseason him and, him and DJ are hooking up. Um, I don't know if Golden Tate's still there. I don't know if he had a long-term deal or if he's a free agent. A lot of moving pieces still haven't, haven't. – of course the drafts. Next month, and you know that could change. They could draft C.D. Lamb in the first round. Like who knows? I I don't I don't know. But um, for now, uh, that's what we're looking at. Um, and then Kenny Stills uh, is is he their wide receiver one now? So the, so the Texans trade DeAndre Hopkins, maybe the best uh, receiver in the game. They trade him away. They get back a running back and some draft picks. Deshaun Watson is throwing to Kenny Stills. Uh, uh, Will Fuller and uh, Will Fuller. Randall Cobb. I think that's their. Oh, Randall. So they just signed Randall Cobb. That's right. So Randall, yeah, Cobb Randall Cobb. Cobb. So that's their that's their receiver room. Um, gosh, there's a guy uh, who was interesting last year. I think Kyle had him. I'm totally blanking on his name. Kiki Kuti. Kiki Kuti. Yeah. So he kind of did nothing, but I, I mean, he's still there. You never know. He's a young guy too. So like, it, that's just kind of interesting to me because. I don't think their defense is elite. They're going to be throwing the ball a bunch. Deshaun Watson has proven he's a really good quarterback. He, he can, he's going to have 3,000 to 4,000 passing yards, so who's going to get those receiving yards? And, you know, maybe it's Kenny Stills, another Oklahoma wide receiver we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Stills is on my roster because he was on waivers. Like, that's, that's what it Like, he's good enough to be on my roster, that's for sure. I don't have that good of a roster. Yeah. I don't, yeah. You know. Um, so I, he could, I mean, he could, hopefully he does something good enough where I can like trade him. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you might capitalize. I mean, just the buzz of like, Hey, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. You want some Kenny Stills? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Someone out there. That's a nice out of a 16 team league. You just have better odds that, you know, somebody's going to like someone you're, 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 I mean, he's not worth nothing, you know, like, yeah. so whatever. He's on my roster for now. Um, he's not a guy I'm attached to. Okay. So, um, tight ends. You've got one tight end, uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, we are starting next season, 2020, 
We're going to start a tight end every week. Uh, you feel all right about having Kyle Rudolph, at least until he has his bye? I mean, are you trying to upgrade the position or just kind of see how it goes? Uh, I'll try to upgrade his position, yeah. He's a guy who I think I can start, and he's, you know, he's okay, but definitely can upgrade from him too. Yep. Okay. All right, well, that's the roster. We don't – I mean, uh, we've got a couple of defense players here, but that'll change. You know, who knows? Um, nothing yeah. worth really talking about. Um, you do have a draft pick. You sold 104, but you have 203. Have you done any research at all into the draft class? I have not because we haven't had the draft yet. But some of these guys, have, they're like, oh, yeah, I've got these list of sleepers. So any idea at 203? Are you going to – no, I've looked up. over a lot of names. The draft is absolutely loaded. Uh, 203 is – I should be able to get somebody good there. Um, it's been more than a month since I've looked over the guys coming out. Like, I, I took a pretty good look during the combine and just enough to know, like, there's going to be options at 203. It, really, it's, it's really hard to know until the draft, though, what a guy's actual value is going to be because yeah. it's so system-dependent. Um, but I, I mean, two hundred three, I think is, is still a very quality pick this year. I, I don't know if I'll try to get any more picks or try to move up at all. It's it's really expensive in our league to move up typically, so you've got to like be really confident about a guy. Yeah. Uh, no. And even then, like I, I think the key to drafting in our league is to consolidate many picks into one draft instead of try to like catch you know. Um, try to like catch lightning in a bottle on you know on one or two picks each year. Um, you're just better. We saw. I think that's how balling went from like bottom feeder to an elite team in our league. Is he had like seven picks in a draft, and he ended up walking out with like a bunch of wins. But obviously, you know, like it's you. If you have more picks, you have more chances of like getting a good player. (laughs) Like it's you know it's pretty simple. Yep. Uh, I'm oh, looking at uh, last year's draft. We were, it's interesting. We were just talking about Kyle Rudolph. Last year, 203, Tanner took Irv Smith Jr. So, I, you know, if you need a tight end, that might be a quality pick. One pick before that was was Hollywood Brown, um, and he had a, a nice rookie year. Uh, a pick after that was Miko Hardman with the Chiefs. You know, I, I'd like to have him. Um, so, yeah, I think – especially in this draft, which is deeper than last year's draft, 203, if you don't, you know, just get unlucky and take a bus or someone that gets hurt or something, you know, you might walk away for sure with at least someone that you like on your, your practice squad for a couple of years or, or it ends up being, you know, um, I think I took Juju Smith-Schuster a few years ago at like two or four, you know, so, yeah. so sometimes you can get those guys. I mean, there's usually a guy there in, in, like, the first five picks of the second round who's good. I, I think Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton oh, uh-huh. went around that all up. Um, he kind of went in that same same round. I think he was a second-round pick, maybe 201 or 116, maybe. But there's usually a, at least one guy who comes out of that, that area who ends up being a, a good player. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, a part – of this off season of podcasting with the owners. I've also been working on rebrands for all of our teams. Um, as of this episode, I think I've got six of them done. Uh, I posted those to the group me. Have you seen them? What, what are your thoughts? Basically, I'm just asking for a pat on the back on air. Yeah, my thoughts are you're putting a lot of energy into this. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. And that's that's fun. I just uh, sometimes I worry that you don't have enough hobbies. You know, like you're you. Uh, <laughs> what what are you doing to really grow as a person? But uh, yeah. no, if you want to spend your free time, hey, you doing, like really extensive. Some of us are on the front lines, you know, saving lives. Some of us are just doing our part in social distancing, and uh, and so instead of well, here's the deal. Then how how much longer? Because it's pretty much up to me. How much longer do I need to let COVID nineteen sit around so that you can finish all of our all of our new team logos? That's a good question. That's a good. Do I need know? to just kind of like pump the brakes a little bit on on people's treatment until 
You've got you know, this all done. Just keep them coming I, in. Just keep them coming in the doors. Working. As long as they walk out, then we can keep this train going for a little bit longer. You know, it's when they're not coming in anymore, I'm going to go back to work. You know, I got right. to my That's kids to the park. On. I don't want people to get too well too quick, and then we don't get to finish everyone's yeah. uh, rebrand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got time. I'll, you know what? The, the world, you know, just flips around on 180, and we're good. I'll, you know, I'll spend some weekends on them or something. But we can talk about your team for a moment. I've got at least four different team names you've used in the last four seasons. You started as Insane McCown Posse. I don't even know if you own Josh McCown or maybe it was I, McCown. I ended up with Josh McCown okay. as my starting quarterback on our inaugural draft, and that was that was actually a pretty telling omen for how my dynasty career was going to go. <laughs> well, you, Josh McCown is the spirit animal of my dynasty team. There you go. Well, next season was always bet on Dak. Did you own Dak Prescott? Or you yeah, I, yeah okay. I drafted Dak. I drafted him late in the second round. Oh, okay, uh, okay. And he started yeah, he, as a rookie. That's right. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good. I, I traded him. Did I trade him to you? Gosh, you might have. I, I think I did own him for a little bit, and I moved him on. Uh, I'm pretty sure I traded him to you. I don't know what I got. Probably something less valuable than him. Uh, to, that's, that's typically how I do my trades. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, the next season, you draft Sony Michelle, and your team name was Sony Michelle's Blaster Squad Extreme by Sony Michelle. By Sony Michelle. The yeah. longest team name our league has ever seen or will ever see because I will not allow it ever again. So you have that record yeah. forever. It's safe. Yes. Yeah. So, and then uh, just this. Past season, ugh, this past season is Michelob Ultra, where we're sitting now. Which so, is brilliant. Okay. So is that your favorite beer? Uh, um, no, but it is the name <laughs> of a beer. That, that is um, true. And so, a team in our league. Yeah. So, so do you uh, feel like this is the brand, the, the Grant Kinzer brand, or are you thinking about one last. No, uh, I'm going to get away from a player from a from a player name based uh, team name. I don't know what it'll be yet, but we'll we'll go with something that will stand the test of time. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Well, we'll talk in the future about uh, I guess whenever I get to you and we have some time. But be thinking about you know color scheme, logos, things like that. Uh, I am working with a couple other guys right now. I think Kevin and I are going to do the next episode, and we're going to talk about. Balling bench warmers a little bit, um, and and go from there. So, uh, okay. For, for my color scheme, I want black on matte black with onyx uh, onyx trim. Okay, great. That'll be easy for yep. me. I'll just okay. do one one clean slate of of hard to see visual content there. Well, I want I want the contrast to really pop though. I I don't want just, I want black on matte black. That, with that'll onyx be the trim. challenge then. Yeah. I'll be. I'll, I'll have to work on that. That might be a, a July, August. And if uh, you try to come in there with something like abyss trim or something like that, I'm going to know the difference. So okay. So no, no, I can't pass off charcoal or something like that. No, absolutely not. I'll, uh, yeah, no way. If you try to do charcoal instead of a matte black, that's going to be obvious and it's not going to look good. So okay. Yeah. Then we're done. Yeah. All right. Cool. So we are wrapping up pretty soon here. I've got uh, lightning round questions. Okay. okay. So we're, I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to answer it lightning fast, lickety split, just whatever pops into that brain. Okay. So um, you lived in Oklahoma. You lived in Texas. You lived in Colorado, right? Yes. So who's your favorite NFL team? Broncos. Denver okay. Broncos. Denver Broncos. All right. Favorite college football team? Uh, I don't have a favorite. I used to be a, a diehard Sooners fan. Um, that's a. I decided that's a dumb way to spend my emotional energy. So oh, I, I just. I just watch the game just for the game now. Good. Good. Okay. Uh, are you into other sports? You like baseball, basketball? Uh, I watch uh, basketball kind of casually. I don't really keep up with baseball. Um, probably honestly, my favorite. My probably my favorite sport to watch is tennis. I don't make an effort to find oh. it, but when it's on, I'll stop what I'm doing and watch it. Okay. You know, watch it. Yeah, do you play a little bit, or you just admire? Absolutely that? not. No, I, okay, I'm yeah. I'm like five ten, two thirty. Okay. Yeah, there's no tennis in me. So not not. Uh-huh. You just just admire those those uh those athletic bodies running around. 
on the court there. Uh, okay. No, I just thought no. Let's not let's not put it that way. I already addressed the situation about me, hey, Kyle. I, I want to be on the record that I do not admire those athletic bodies. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe poor choice of words by me. Um, sure. Okay, so uh, let's take a retired NFL player, and you could clone him, and so he's back in the game today. Who who are you picking? Uh, LT. Okay, Ladainian Thompson. All right, yeah, he yeah. is awesome. Awesome in fantasy as well. Maybe the best oh, fantasy yeah. player ever. Oh, my God. Could be. Okay. Um, so you're not really quarantined. Uh, you're working crazy shifts, saving lives. But if you're quarantined, what movie are you watching? You only get one movie, and it plays on repeat all day, every day. Big Lebowski. The Big Dude Lebowski. Lebowski. All right. The Dude. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, you got one quarantine album. Okay. The whole album, 10 songs, 12 songs, whatever it is, all day, every day. Oh, boy. Um, so this is, this is going to be – this is a big decision for me. I, I'm a vinyl enthusiast, mm-hmm. and I, I, I dedicate a ton of energy into finding fantastic albums uh, front to back to listen to on vinyl. Oh, That's man. That's really cool. Yeah. So if, if I'm going to pick one album – I'm gonna go old school with Simon and Garfunkel "Bridge Over Troubled Water." That is a that is a banger of an album. Oh front yeah, to I know yeah, a little bit a of words. That's mm-hmm. a very good album. Okay, um, you get one quarantine beer. Is it? It's not Michelob Ultra. What do you pick? No, it's Dale's Pale. Dale's Pale Ale. Dale's Pale Ale. Okay. I'm yeah, I, I'm also well. I, actually, I so I don't I don't drink anymore. I, I quit drinking, but. Before that, I was a uh, a very well informed craft beer enthusiast, okay. and I, I will say with a high degree of authority that Dale's Pale Ale is probably the most crushable yet refined uh, and complex beer you will find. So okay, that's, now that, that's your this, beer. Have you did Kyle get into brewing his own beers back when you were drinking? I mean, did did you t- try his beers? Or yeah, yeah, we've, we've made some beers together. Okay, okay, so they're not, like, terrible? No, they're good. He knows what he's doing? Okay. Okay, he, yeah. he's, he's told me about his beers and his brewing, and I've always been like, okay, dude, I don't know, man, maybe. I mean, my, no, my I mean, beer brewing, palate. Brewing beer is, um, that's, if, I like, if you, if you like good beer, like, you, it's not hard to make good beer yourself. It takes some time, and it takes some space. you got to have all these, like, beers sitting around, like, kind of stewing away in the closet, but... Okay. Like you can make the only deal is you will fart like crazy. Oh wow! On, Interesting. On okay. I won't tell my Yeah, because like all the you've got all that live yeast and it's like a probiotic almost, you know. So like you, your your guts will go crazy, but you can make good beer by you know on your own. If anybody can do it, it's not hard. Okay. All right. So um, let's say uh, situation goes south. We've got a zombie situation in America. You've got you and your family. On the run to survive, you get three items. What are you picking? Three items for zombie apocalypse. So, like, they're not the only three things you literally have. You can have other things, but you're just saying, you're just telling me three that you gotta have. Uh, fishing pole. Oh, okay, smart. Yep. Yep. Uh, fi- yeah, fishing pole, a uh, water purifier, and uh, a flint. Like a for like starting fires. Okay, all right. So you can go. You can go uh, beat this thing out in the wilderness, away from all the the potential zombies, right? Because like that's just what people are. If they're not zombies yet, they're just potential zombies. They're just zombies just, waiting to happen. You gotta be away from everyone. Okay, smart. Okay, so um, how old are you? Your kids are. You said one of them was like eight or nine. Was that your no, first? No, four. Oh, okay, six. Okay, so six years. Been a dad. Tell me your best dad joke. Oh, best, oh, Jesus, uh, best dad joke. Um, okay, here we go. Um, so there's these two, two mushrooms, boy mushroom, girl mushroom, uh, girl, uh, this isn't a dad joke, it's just a bad joke. Um, <laughs> so girl, girl, boy mushroom says to the girl mushroom, you want to go on a date with me? And she says, no, and he says, uh, why not? I'm a fungi. And that's funny because fungi is uh, plural for fungus, which a mushroom is, but it's also, if you say it, it sounds like I'm a fun guy. So yeah. anyway, you definitely that's, that's turned that into a dad joke when you explain the punchline afterward. That was perfect dad form. So yeah. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you. Um, 
So what's the maddest your wife has ever been with you? <laughs> oh, boy. Like, like a uh, safe-for-work story that uh, you you barely got out with the skin of your teeth. Yeah, there was uh, – when we were when we were first married, we got married in 2006, and um, we still lived in Brownwood where we went to college. I was working – I was working in a warehouse at the time, still basically a college kid, uh, hanging out with my buddies, and – uh, we had we had a like a fraternity reunion party at the end of the year out at this lake house at Lake Brownwood, and I got like insanely trashed, like drunk out of my mind. I rolled home like as the sun was coming up. hadn't called her, explained myself at all. Came home like reeking, like totally wrecked, and uh, like slept it off for the whole day. And she went to church that night and I knew she, she wasn't returning my calls or anything. So I knew she was really mad at me. Cause she, she wouldn't even talk to me. Yeah. And we went to church probably like, this is a really small town. Brown was like 20,000 people. It's all super rural. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm a, I'm a walk my ass over there. I'm a, you know, go and apologize, make everything right. Yeah. And so like, I'm all like motivated. I'm, I've probably got like, you know, I've carb loaded pretty well. So I've got the energy to do this. Yeah. And I start walking. And it, seriously, it's like eight miles. And I'm, I'm on my way and, uh, I'm like pretty far into my walk and I'm still calling her and everything. And I'm like kind of approaching and I see her pass me on the road, driving the opposite direction back to our house. Oh, no, you missed it. <laughs> and so I just like turn around and start walking back. Walk all the way back. So I, I probably got like a solid like ten miles of walking in, so that was probably good for me. Yeah, you just walk uh, off. Yep. Burn off all those calories, but that's that's probably the maddest she's ever been. She still doesn't laugh about it. She will one day, but not yet. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, um, rapid fire, real quick. Uh, pineapple pizza, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Only with jalapenos. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, swimming. A little bit sweet with your heat. A little sweet with the heat. Yep. Okay. Uh, are you going swimming or hiking? Hiking. Fishing or skiing? Mm, uh, I hate to choose between the two, but skiing. Okay. Uh, Ninja Turtles or Transformers? Transformers. All right. And who's going to win the 2020 LFL championship? Um, not Josh. Not Josh. Okay. You get, that's uh, 15 people. Might be you, but not Josh. Yeah. Okay. Not Josh. All right, Grant. Well, I appreciate your time, and I know the league, you know, whoever's listening. I don't even know how many people are listening to these. It's only episode two, so, you know, maybe Josh hears this in, you know, February of next year. He's like, oh, man, that's crazy, you know. Uh, but I think the league likes them. Uh, I'm going to keep doing them for a few more episodes. Um, but I don't think Josh – I think between building calls from, like, all the different GMs and scouting offices in the league, I don't think Josh has time for the podcast, honestly. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe he – I don't know. I doubt he has time for it, though, because I'm sure he's very busy um, just giving consulting advice to all the all the actual organizations. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. I know for a fact he is in multiple other leagues as well. Um, we're in another league together. Josh and I went to high school together, and uh, – we started a, a league, I think I was a senior and he was a junior, um, but yeah, he's been, uh, he's been obsessed, and uh-huh. obsessed ever, ever since. So, um, But all right, man, you enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, I'll let you guys know when this episode is up and for, for all those uh, uh, listening ears out there. So um, um, with that, I'm signing off. Uh, Grant, have a good one. All right. Appreciate it. It's been fun. All right. See ya. All right. See you, buddy.